TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Hey, guys. So actually, we're legit now. We have a sponsor. We said yes to the dress. <laughs> we're super excited about this. So we're being sponsored by Miles for Milla, which is an awesome charity that's going to raise money through a 40-mile bike ride um, to open this all-new grief counseling center in the heart of Memphis. It's actually a branch of the Kimmons Wilson Family Center for Good Grief. And it's in partnership with Baptist. And just because they've got a big name attached to them doesn't mean they don't need funding, guys. So we're going to tell you a little bit later in the episode how you guys, as our listeners, can help out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Surf Memphis, the podcast where we let strangers sleep on our couch and show them your city. It's our 10th episode. This is episode number 10. We've made it to the double digits. Oh my God, that means we're real, right? Here we are. We got 10 episodes out there. And uh, (laughs) for lucky number 10, we we are joined by... We got a dime piece for you. (laughs) (laughs) We are joined by Dr. Heckle himself, Mark Brimble. Woo! Hello, great to be here. Yeah. The dime piece arrives. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is, everybody. So Mark is um, from England. You can hear from him the way that he talks funny. <laughs> slowly, slowly picking up and Mark, the mid-south twang. Mark came here today um, because he's an expert on Brexit, and we're going to just spend the next hour and a half talking about Brexit, your opinion. Is that genuinely... <laughs> I spend I spend about an hour or two doing that every day, so I guess... You really? Well, people are... Everyone asks me that. It's like if uh, if you're an American and you went to Britain, everyone is going to ask you yes, about... Yes, that's true. ...about Swedish fish. Yeah. About he who will not be named. About... Yeah, about that, about that guy. We don't say that name on this podcast. Yeah, Bill Cosby. Um... So, so. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so Mark is also a transplant to Memphis, as me and Christy both are, yep. and he's uh, he's he's dabbled in couch surfing. He's, he has used couch surfing. We're not stretching he has it that a pro- far. He has a profile up there. There's nothing in it, but it is up there. <laughs> <laughs> I dipped my toe. If you requested me, I'd deny you. <laughs> Good. Uh, based on your profile I alone, me. I would say no. <laughs> I just hosted a couple of times. Yeah, that's true. That well. Is- now he's gone over to the dark side. Why don't you tell our couch surfing listeners what you do host on? Uh, Airbnb. Big, you're a big pharma in yeah. the form of a couch. Are you just not generous enough? Yeah. I what think, is it about being hospitable? I think that you I was like? too. I was too generous <laughs> because the couch surfers I had, I felt like I had to entertain, and we would take them out, buy them dinner. And then Whoa. it was an uns- well, bought, bought one guy dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow, you're like that one yeah. time you bought him dinner and really <laughs> well, broke your but bank. It, but we were like, this is clearly how we would behave with anyone that uh, was in our so house. Much. So it was an unsustainable thing. So <laughs> went from net negative to net positive on the old Airbnb. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess that's our that's all we wanted to know about Airbnb. Um, I also do have just a quick question for you. Mark, um, have we given enough background on Mark? Does, do people know who Mark is? Do we know? I think we should try and introduce Mark a little bit more. Okay, let's yeah. do better. Okay. What, what do you have? Mark is wearing a denim shirt <laughs> and a... Incorrect. <laughs> that is not a denim. Is I'm, not doing, I'm not doing the double denim. A, what fake, is it? Fake denim. Is it chambray? It's just... just, just I, I wear a lot of that. Just tablecloth What's fabric. chambray? Tablecloth. Chambray is like the shit that like looks like denim, but denim is like when it's actually made out of jean material. My favorite kind of shirt is yes. what you're saying. The, oh. shirts, the shirts me and you wear all the time, chambray. Oh. Anyway, chambray t-shirt, what is on your t-shirt? What are you advertising here at this podcast? Oh, this yeah. is... Is it just trees? <laughs> Strip, Mark. This Unbutton the, your shirt. <laughs> the St. Jude Community Garden. Okay, oh, cool. cool. Dope. Cool. That's awesome. That's a great garden. Um, so, Mark, where in England are you from? 
Uh, I'm from a small town called New Milton, which is in between two bigger towns slash cities called Bournemouth and Southampton. Right slap bang on the south coast. <laughs> slap bang? Slap bang. <laughs> slap bang, there it is. This is just going to be like our Brie episode where she would say something Australian and I'd be like, what? <laughs> huh? I don't understand. I thought, I thought we've talked enough that you surely would have <laughs> no, I heard think we, all of my... I think my... we should have brought in a translator for this one. Yeah, uh... Do we know anybody? We could call it Will up from the fourth episode. <laughs> Will, help us. <laughs> what is he saying? What is Nando's? <laughs> okay, and you also host a podcast on the OAM network called Dr. Heckle. That's true. Yeah, so, everyone should check it out. But tell us a little bit about it and what made you start it. Uh, basically, there's not enough science communication in my, or, or the science communication is very concentrated. You know, it's a very 1% versus 99%. Okay. You know, 90, 99% of the science communication is given to just Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye but in their ivory towers. <laughs> and here we come with Mark Brimble. Hey, so can, it's he, like Bill Nye, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and then you. Uh, no, there's about a thousand other. <laughs> oh. A thousand other smaller Where does the guy from, uh, oh, what's that show? Ancient Aliens with the hair. Where does he fit on the list? What number is he? Uh, he's three places above me. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a good context for for where you sit on this science communication uh, Yeah, I was going to say like a sippy chair. Scale. Running leaderboard. Mm, yeah. Yes. One of those. So uh, so basically the pre- the premise is I invite comedians or different guests. I've obviously had you guys on the show. Wow, you just had to show. specify that we weren't comedians. <laughs> Actually, I invited you on without any other comedian. Every Every other time I ensure that there is a comedian there to, you know, lighten the mood, but I was like these guys have got it covered. I won't bring on a comedian. Wow. Hell yeah. We keep it light. We keep it funny. Keep it fluffy. No. There's there's also some... Uh, some <laughs> okay, uh, so deep- let's get to the real question. <laughs> Mark, why did you try to buy America.com? Are you, you going to bring this up right now? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's on the laptop under the show notes. So. Under the show notes. I why told you, you that in confidence. No, why don't you tell our <laughs> listeners in confidence, all 1,273 of them. Basically, around 300 years ago, this country made a, a grave mistake. Britain made a grave mistake. You no, know, this country made a grave mistake in leaving, in fighting a revolutionary I, war. I disagree. I think and, it's um, the best decision we made. <laughs> Have you ever seen Hamilton? Uh, no, I haven't. I want wow. to. Doesn't sound like you really want to live in this country. Maybe no, I want to. Back, I want Mark. to live. I want to live in this geographical area, but just for it to be called Greater Britain. <laughs> I gotcha. So you're acknowledging that we're greater than Britain. It is greater than Britain <laughs> in many ways. Also worse to greater proportions in many ways. Uh, so you didn't try to buy Britain.com though. You tried to buy America.com. Why don't yeah. you tell our listeners that story? <laughs> this was actually just last weekend. This wasn't as, as a child. <laughs> I, I was at a wedding uh-huh. of a friend of mine in Alabama and I got I had a few too many la- uh, lemon shandies and <laughs> as you do in the summer uh, when I got back to my Airbnb yeah yeah your Airbnb my Airbnb too good for couch surfing um, too posh for couch surfing <laughs> I got to talking with my friends about like you know uh, I guess when I was 10 or 11 years old. I went on America.com and I was really confused because it was just the uh, crew from the Columbia Space Shuttle and I didn't know what that was. They just they just died and it was really? like this, it was this really somber image oh, wow. when I was like looking up the country. 
And oh. so I thought that was, you know, it was quite a strange thing for, I don't know, 11 year old me. So I then just casually Googled America.com uh-huh. and in my drunken state saw that it said, this domain is available to, <laughs> to buy. And you were like, I have to hop on this right now. This is a steal. <laughs> and the price was $70. And I was going around the table saying like, that's, you know, if, if it's really available for $70. This is the Louisiana I purchase have, all over again. <laughs> I have to purchase that. You just have to. Not seeing the giant text next to it that said, this is not to purchase the domain. This is to purchase a domain negotiating service that will arrange for you to, have- for you to like make a bid on it. So oh, you're wow. paying $70 to have a conversation. Just paying $70 to have a conversation with GoDaddy.com. <laughs> Didn't you make the joke, Carly? You were like, no daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no daddy's here. <laughs> it's all fine. I got a refund, called them up with my tail between my legs. And <laughs> when I called, uh, the woman on the phone said, you're not the only one this weekend. That is- <laughs> trying to buy America.com. Well, that has called up and bought that domain buying service when drunk. And this one guy bought uh, that domain buying service by accident, bought 17 other domains what? And three airline tickets, and he wanted to refund them all. He couldn't. He couldn't refund his airline this tickets. This is like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, but it's like Doctor Heckle, Heckle, and Mister Broke, Mister Bremble, <laughs> and Mister Dumb. Basically, fucker. I put across uh, put across <laughs> airs. Oh I put Jesus <laughs> Carly. <laughs> you don't think he was a dumb fucker for? Uh... I've never heard such <laughs> filth come out of your mouth. The tenth episode, and you just let loose. This is number ten. I'm in ready. For nine episodes. I'm just jealous because I have a structure to my podcast. Oh my god! I thought you were going to say I'm a structure sorry. to the way you speak. Oh, you're trying to roast our podcast right now. Mark, get out. <coughs> get out. It's Maybe. not funny. Maybe. Not on my podcast. Hashtag not my podcast. Um, but basically, I give airs and graces. Like I have a lot of information to dispel onto people, but actually, I'm just as stupid as everyone else. <laughs> you heard it right here. Don't listen to Doctor Heckle because he's just as dumb as everyone else. <laughs> I think what he just said about his own show. <laughs> no, or maybe it's more reason to listen to it because listen. he sounds super smart. This but then at the end of that, you can right. walk away and be like, "That guy is just as dumb as everyone else." Well, you know what I was We're all the same. thinking though is that he was telling the story about how he got so drunk he decided to buy America.com. And as everyone in our lives know, Carly, I think we should tell the listeners about our drunk decision that has led to the best like thing I've ever had in my life. Are you talking about us joining the South Main Association? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Carly and I got really drunk and joined a neighborhood association for a neighborhood we do not live in, <laughs> and we get discounts. Two events a month, free food, free drinks. It's great. We have this like really shiny little membership card that we can bring to all the places. I'm not lying when I said that I literally could not pay MLGW that weekend because I spent it on this membership <laughs> instead and had to delay my bills. <laughs> but um, so it was super worth it. Um, shout out to our friends at the South Main Association. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get I, an influx I of members you- when, when, <laughs> when they do the maths on it and work out how <laughs> yeah. worth it that Everyone is. Everyone that doesn't That's live in South so Main is going to be like, I can get these discounts and this party every month. It's amazing. And everybody that lives down there is cool. And uh, this is turning into... We just Please about uh, and- keep us in this association. <laughs> Please because, don't uh, kick us out. It's the best thing in our lives besides it's, couch surfing. It's the only thing I have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, how many episodes do you have? 15? Uh, 16? 17? About to be number 17. We were on So I'm not that six- far ahead of you. We were on uh, episode number 16, right? 15. Oh. Episode number 15. But 15. listen to all of them. 
Yeah, listen to all of them. Whatever. Okay, guys. So we're talking about South Main, Memphis neighborhoods. Yes. And the three of us are all not from Memphis. So we were going to kind of steer the conversation towards being a transplant in Memphis in our brand new Memphis segment. She's not from here, but she built like she is. So we're going to talk about being Memphians, being transplants. And Mark, guess what? You've lived here longer than both of us. Three years. Yeah. How do you That's like longer it? than both of us combined, actually. Mm, I don't know how well, long you've actually been here. But. Listen, ever since I stepped into <laughs> Memphis, my memory has been but a hazy fog. <laughs> I don't know if hazy fog is redundant, but it's been just, hazy. It's that been always foggy. speaks it's... to what's happening. I, I can't two, see two different kinds of mist. Yeah. <laughs> Some precipitation in Basically, the Basically, <laughs> Christy can't see clearly anymore. <laughs> now that the rain is gone? Mm, exactly. Ah. Ah. Anyway, what were you saying? What was I saying? You didn't ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, this is not an interview podcast. No, we were saying that we're we new to Memphis. We can do whatever we want on our podcast, Mark. Yes. We can talk about whatever. Okay. It all comes out. <laughs> okay, Memphis. Is a city we live in. <laughs> we live here. We're not from here. What do we think? Starting with me? Yes. I guess so. It's a round table now. <laughs> so Memphis gets a bad rap as a city. You know, it's, it kind of does, yeah. Because the high crime, the, uh, you know, corrupt politics, the, you know, uh, a lot of... There's a lot of negativity associated with it in the news. Whereas actually, I find it to be probably the most interesting and uh, unique southern city that I've been to. Why? Why? Yes. Why? There's there's definitely a, a like a city pride. Yeah, that, it's crazy. That people have. Yeah. Uh, people are so you know if someone speaks out against Memphis in the news, you can see through social media or just the very the veritable atmosphere, just a seething anger directed at that person. Mm. You know, uh, Calipari, the uh, former Memphis Tigers coach, when he ditched the city and went to Kentucky, it was five, six years, I think, before anyone could speak his name without like a you know, visceral, visceral reaction. Let's, how many Harry Potter throw references can we throw out at Mark? Oh, so many. He's like Voldemort in Memphis. <laughs> In, in, he couldn't say his name. He couldn't say his name. That's why. Yeah. Not, not, gotcha. not in physical attributes wow. or, do, uh, or Do motive. we know Harry Potter better than you do? <laughs> Probably. Wow. I've this read read the books. A disgrace. Well, we're going to test you a little bit later. I've seen seven of the eight films. Yeah. Coming up in a little bit, we are going to give you a, a little quiz and you can prove just how much you know. Look at his face. And it's not about Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, thank God. It's yeah. not about Harry Potter. It's not about Harry Potter. But just as you were saying, the Memphis Pride is something that is insane. Carly and I lived in Chicago, a, a city that I would well say is pretty much known for its pride. And Memphis kind of beats it out a little bit. People have shirts that say Memphis or nowhere. <laughs> I just don't agree with that sentiment. I love Memphis, but that's, you know. And then there's also certain neighborhoods in Memphis, too, that get, like, really protective, and they're like, Midtown is Memphis. See, I used to think that people were, okay, when I first moved here, I thought the whole Midtown is Memphis thing was saying that people were excluding Midtown, and and Midtown was trying to say, hey, we are Memphis. (laughs) But I think instead, now that I live in Midtown, it's that they're trying to say they're the real Memphis. Like, Midtown is Memphis. Yeah. Which and I don't necessarily agree with. 
They should also make t-shirts saying Bartlett is there. I know. <laughs> Bartlett, we're here. Bartlett, I used to live in you and you have a lot of donut shops. That's what you got. Have you guys ever For seen the- that Memphis map? The Memphis map that's satirical? I haven't. Oh, you should see. It does say more donut per sh- capita than the USA. You should tweet out a link to that. You can find it in the show notes. And find it on our Twitter, because that's where we're going to tweet it out, as we have been suggested to... Okay, fine. We'll tweet it. We'll tweet it. We'll tweet it. Check it out. At Surf Memphis Pod. Um, Yeah, but I think being a transplant to Memphis, too, you... Like, people are just so friendly here, and, like, it's really easy to get involved in, like, different little communities versus when you're in a bigger city. Like in Chicago, there's so many, so much stuff that was just kind of intimidating. Because the three of us have a podcast in in Chicago. Sorry. Because the three of us have a podcast in Chicago. What would it be called? (laughs) Oh, like as if we're combining our shows. Chichi and me. (laughs) I would say uh, just three's company. Three's Mm. company. Come and sleep on our couch. We have wanted to make our theme song for a while. Yeah. Three's Company is actually the uh, podcast I run about the Manchester Defender, Vincent Company, when he... Uh, this is a British Manchester joke. City. This yep. is so deep into British jokes that, like, <laughs> if you're not joking about tea and crumpets, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I love we were like, Mark, we, uh, we love you so much. Let's have you on the show. And then we're just going to roast him for an hour. <laughs> is that what it's turning into? I think it is. Oh, no. But we did want it to get into some, some good stuff about... Uh, well, our speaking little- of being transplants in Memphis, Mark, I was wondering if you tell our listeners a little story that you told me that might be one of the best stories I've ever heard. Uh, it would depend what story is that. It's the story where you became a professional British man. Wait, I became a professional British man. You were paid oh, to be British. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yes. So this is probably the strangest thing that has ever happened to me in the United States and probably will be the strangest thing that will ever happen I'm to me. So and weird up. shit happens in the US all the time, so. So me and my, uh, me and my friend John, another British guy, <laughs> also dabbles in the field of comedy. Okay. Uh, we get added to a Facebook Messenger group chat out of the blue. And someone's saying, hey, do you guys you know, want to make some, some money? And... <laughs> Is this a multi-level marketing scheme? It's a bit ambiguous, but (laughs) I guess they they somehow found us and and they said, okay, you got to call this number. It's something to do with a wedding. (laughs) So uh, I thought maybe it was like a catering kind of thing, you know, just do some bar work or whatever. Oh, okay. A side Uh, hustle. Yeah. Nice little side hustle to have. Uh, (laughs) Little did you know. Little did I know. You were the main hustle. (laughs) So I call up this number. And uh, it's Craig Brewer's wife, and she uh, gives me another number to call, and it's this guy out in uh, Holly Springs, Mississippi. Uh-huh. Very, very rich guy. Uh, so he, <laughs> I get on the phone with him finally, and he explains that his daughter is having a British-themed wedding. What's a British-themed wedding? It's basically <laughs> cultural appropriation that you won't ever... <laughs> hear anything about you, you won't ever hear anything about <laughs> is this a real problem <laughs> because it's not a real problem but it's still weird but what would be at a british themed wedding it's just like a bunch of meats that have been steamed uh tea i guess flags there was there was, was, there, there was it, a like, phone box did it there. rain it was decorated on the day of the wedding there was a, a land rover wedding cake 
Maybe. <laughs> How does that fit into the? Uh, I, you know, I'm very British story. car. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Oh. What? I thought Land Rovers were like, mm, like no, the way the, the the way this one looked, the country. Was, oh, just something about it specifically. Was, the steering wheel was on the other side. Yeah, and a nice little British. Yeah, how far are you willing to go for your British themed wedding? <laughs> like you tell the limo, what? you're like, you have to drive on the other side. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the link now becomes like, what? So why are we going to be there? Uh-huh. Well, uh, this guy wants two British greeters. <laughs> He's going to hire us because we are English. Just to stand at the door and invite people in, and so <laughs> he, he he says, you know how? Uh, I said, I, I guess that sounds sounds fine. Um, he asks how? <laughs> Why not? I'll say yeah. to people for money. For I've sure. done some weird things for money, I, uh, and not nothing bad, just weird. <laughs> we'll get back there later. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Yeah, and uh, I, I basically ask how much he's he, this guy's going to pay. And he asked me to name my price, and I'm like, "Okay, this is this is the moment. I'm going to highball this. I'm going to absolutely highball this." And I'm like, "Okay, three hundred and fifty dollars each." Oh, damn! And he goes, "Yep, seems completely reasonable." <laughs> uh, I was like, "No, can, should, can I take that? Can I take that back?" Been like, it's uh, three hundred and fifty pounds, so that so will the, be the exchange rate for about four hundred and eleven. Okay. Damn. Damn, Mark. Okay, 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 Mark. We see. We see. No, how I just it is. made that up on the spot. It's confidence, as always. Oh, okay. It's being completely wrong. Well, you know, we also have the tools of the internet at our disposal. Yeah, convert so that three fifty USD to GPD. No, GB. G- GBT. GB. <laughs> do you realize you just said GBT? How how much do you get? Well, I typed it in wrong, so I don't know. She's converting three hundred fifty <laughs> US did dollars. I did it backwards. Yeah, it's four hundred seventy-five and eighty cents. Yeah, so yeah. That, well, it. no, the exchange rate's gone up. That makes sense. <laughs> Congratulations! As you know, that once Brexit happened, the exchange went, went, rate went down. Oh, it did and terrible. I was, oh, and I was very happy because I was over there at the time, and I was like, "Oh, the prices are falling." Just slashing <laughs> prices just had, like, all mon- over Britain. Yeah, just money raining down the, on you in like this montage. The Walmart, like smiley face, just bounces we, in, we like actually, roll back. We love the name of the like dollar stores over there, though. Oh, it's like oh. pow- Poundland, but we would call pound, it pound, pound town. City, Pound Stretcher. Pound stretcher. Pound town. Yeah, but, pound yeah town. we would call it pound town. We'd be like, hey, do you want to go to pound town? Or I like, <laughs> so many Kinder... Do you, do you miss Kinder Buenos? Yes. That is my favorite candy. Oh, guys, you can get them at the... <laughs> I don't know who's guys, but if you live in Memphis and you like Kinder Buenos, uh, there's this thing called Fresh Market or something in Cordova. It's like an international store. Go there. They have Kinder Buenos. Or just like import a bunch of them from Amazon and then find us. And give us give it to a, kin- yeah. a Kinder Bueno. You know what? If you find me on the streets of Memphis and give me a Kinder Bueno, I'll let you sleep on my couch. Yes, Bueno. Whoa! Say- you will let them sleep on well, our couch. I was going to say I'll give you a button. And I was like, well, first of all, who even knows what I look like? <laughs> Second of all, what, they're really there is a photo by- at the top of like every episode that we record. Yeah. So. I mean, it's not hard to find me either. Just find me in Overton Park. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Unless you want to murder you, me. You were like, really? I wouldn't even say that much. My address like, is... I always hang out in Overton Park pretty much every single day. I have blonde hair. I'm 5'2". There. That'll, okay. That'll throw cool. them off the trail. That's thrown them off. <laughs> okay. um, wait, but will, will you really let this person sleep on our couch is the real question. 
No, and I also just remembered that Mark was telling a story and we, de- <laughs> we derailed it. Mark, I'm too you're, polite you're to t- interject back in. Holy shit. Mark's, How long did yeah. you just talk about? Okay, let's recap. Mark, because of his British privilege, has now been offered $350, which is a reasonable price to be a part of a British wedding as a greeter. Day of wedding, go. Day of wedding. Uh, me and John, we pick up our tuxedos that this guy has rented for us. Uh, we drive down to Holly Springs and... It's in the middle of nowhere. We don't know like what is, which way is up. Basically, can't find this place. I'm like, we cannot be late to this guy's <laughs> wedding. This is he's he's paying money for us to just be British. He's probably going to kill us. If- <laughs> so we event we eventually pull up with like a few minutes to spare before we're meant to be there. Uh, go into this, uh, go towards his house, and then realize, oh, okay. Uh, that's that's a slave plantation home. That's that's an old one. All right. So we we go we, we go in and you know this guy goes oh thank you whatever for for being here. I just have to stand outside, pull people through this house and hand them to my friend John, who then takes them to their seats. So we do that for a little bit. Did anybody like just remark on the fact that you were actually British? They acted like it was the most normal thing in the world. The only people who remarked were the other people working the wedding who were like, what? And then did you tell them? Were you like, we've been brought here? But then we just got to hang out for the rest of the wedding. So it was great. Just walked around. And if you, and of course, having a British accent there, people just assume you were meant to be there. (laughs) Yeah. The wedding cost 200 grand. Oh, oh my god. Fireworks display. The dress was like 30 grand alone. Can Look, you tell me that she bought a plane seat for the dress? Yeah, that happened. This is a life I will never know. It is a life. And I frankly don't want it. I brush past briefly. My British people <laughs> at my wedding will be there for free. Yeah, yeah. The British people at my wedding might, might even be homeless. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I'm not paying them to be there. Yeah, they, I'm just, not... they found their way. Wow, that's just... Uh could just can get so much out of this country can't you mark just squeezing every last drop out of it <laughs> <laughs> of your british privilege <laughs> i know i feel like british privilege is something that we don't talk about enough speaking of british cultural appropriation well mark told us that story while we were uh at science trivia actually we went to science trivia together at elbow and we won best team name with the team name 206 bones in the body with room for one more I love the voice that you read that into. It was like your your sexy radio voice. (laughs) Yep, that's as sexy as it gets. (laughs) And uh, we actually had some couch surfers meet up with us. They were from Israel. And we found out that it was Israeli Independence Day. Yeah, on the day that we were hanging out with them doing science trips. So I feel like nothing uh, shows... uh, you know, reverence for the creation of the Israeli state, like science trivia in a burger bar in Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, I don't know how their families were celebrating it, but I'm sure it looked very similar. One can only assume (laughs) (laughs) that it was pretty much just like our time. at Probably just a little bit more hummus. But besides that, yeah, that's probably what we lose. But anyway, then we kidnapped Mark essentially and took you on a, a typical couch surfing night. You met some of our couch surfers. Yeah, another couch surfer we had on the podcast, Judy, who was in our last episode. She's still in Memphis. Everybody, she it turns out she's not allergic to horses, so she's doing fine. Hang on, the Australian girl that was here when I 
yes. hung out with you as she's still here yeah didn't you know she's doing a work away in memphis for oh, shelby farms okay okay yes. so she's still here i just figured that it I was like she's not week. still staying with us that would be a really long <laughs> yeah that's a very stay. long time oh uh also shout out to all the people i declined for bill street music fest sorry this is funny because your brother right before was talking to her and she was like you know you have couch surfers come on here and you're like, you guys are fucking amazing. I love you so much. And then you're also like, fuck everyone that's sending me a request. I'm overwhelmed. I'm saying no to all of you dumb people. And then, but, but, yeah. But I think, I think that's wise that's because for, for an event like that, like you, oh, yeah. it's a completely different like element. They're coming for this specific event. Right. And they want to spend. And then like, okay, well we can get this for free right. rather than like, oh, we're wanting to see the. And they're in spoken it, like Mark? a true couch surfer. You are a couch surfer. That is part of it. Is it's the funny thing about couch surfing is that it's inherently a website to to be hospitable or to save money, but you can't blatantly say that you're trying to save money. That's like the unspoken thing. Mm. Like when people have in their bio why I'm on couch surfing, and they're like, I'm just trying to save some money on my road trip, or it's like, well, I don't have a lot of money to travel. I'm like, mm, no. Interesting. And sometimes yeah. it's literally, it will be that honest. It will be like, hey, I ran out of money. I have nowhere to sleep tonight. I'm like, that's not why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, I don't trust people that just randomly run out of money. Budget. Plan for things, you know? Yeah. You're in another country or state. I have run out of money on a trip. Before. Oh, because you bought America.com for $70. <laughs> before those days. It was bad budgeting. <laughs> so what happens? What did you do? Well, this... Uh, this was when I was 18. We, it, was, it wasn't bad because I had money in a bank. I just didn't take money, enough money with me. Oh, okay. So yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't actually that bad. I will say, though, that at the end of my solo trip, I almost was out of money. I came back to America with $40. Really? Yeah. Have we ever talked about how I have a bad reference on my couch surfing profile? <gasps> no, but look at my I, face. I, I really want to hear this. Okay. Let's... It sucks because uh. it's not like as exciting. Well, but it does not. relate to Christy kind of like dwindling her funds. Um, I don't let's know. Just tell the story. Yeah. Let's tell so the, the story. story. So let's, let's tell the story. So couchsurfing.com has like this, the section where people will put like a public trip or just a little, a little plug out there, I guess that says, Hey, I'm going on this road trip. Does anybody want to join shit like that? So yep. Christy and I were in Scotland and this, this guy posts a thing and it was like the exact road trip. That me and you were trying to take. He was like, yep. we're going to leave from Edinburgh on these dates and go up to the Highlands and we're getting a car. Classic trip. We split, be number it. One. <laughs> we split it three ways and will cost us like nothing. And I had been looking too. I'd been dabbling yeah. in internet per looking for cars and shit. And it yeah. was like 18 pounds or something a day. And then this guy, just just whatever rate that he gave was like way out of proportion. He was way like, too I, much. I signed up for the GPS. I got all these extra features on the car and you guys each owe 200 or something. <laughs> And we were like, what? And he had already booked it when he sent us this number. And I was like, buddy, next time you're going to like book something with people that you don't even know that you only talk to randomly on the Internet. Mm -hmm. Maybe make sure that we're all in. And then he was like mad at me. So he just wrote this reference that was like, she seems nice, but just don't trust her if you're making any plans involving money. (laughs) (laughs) Which honestly could go on my profile, too. And I'd be like, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's also like in the personal section on negative. So I've yeah. never actually hosted or st- I've written negative references, but I've never um, received one besides that, yeah. which is from somebody I never even met. So I could have not done that. I just could not afford that. 
I was like, I need somewhere to stay. Like, I think I had two weeks or something left. And I was like, there's absolutely no way. Yeah. No way. So we ended up hitchhiking, actually. And, and it was amazing. It was amazing. And we will get into that sometime. We need to have a whole episode about our Scotland experiences. Mark, have you ever been to Scotland? Actually, no, I've never been north of the border. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You've never been north of the border. Actually, I think this is the perfect time to segue. Mark, today, well... I do have another story, actually, that I just saw that I wanted you to tell. Before we get into the fun time games of our podcast, why? Okay, you said that you know a couple that Kit Harrington, a.k.a. Jon Snow from Game of Thrones, broke up. Oh. What yeah, happened? Yeah. Um, What's the story? <laughs> you look like you don't want to tell this story on the podcast. Welcome I'll, to, I'll, again, this it's feeling. Too, it's too late. <laughs> but you're here? Yeah. Uh, give it to us so kit harrington is like from the town the same town as someone i know okay okay that sounds plausible this this girl was dating this other guy that i know okay okay so (laughs) so their families know each other this girl and kit harrington's families know each other okay and are talking to each other and decide to set up Kit Harrington and this girl on a date. <gasps> Why is my life not like this? <laughs> Wait, when was this? I don't know, a few years ago. But like, like recent enough was that he, he was, was on he Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones at the time. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. Three years. Game of Thrones has definitely been on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So John Snow, Kit Harrington is going on a date with your friend. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't blame this girl at all. <laughs> Uh, this guy goes up to one of my other friends uh, for advice and he's like, Hey, so just to let you know, like uh, this thing has happened with the the families and she, she's come to me and said, uh, you know, Oh, you know, it'll be this fun, like celebrity date. Like, what do I do? It's weird. It's, it may be weird for me to say, you can't go on a date with this celebrity (laughs) because that seems like overly kind of protective. Yeah. But then also, I don't want her to go on a date <laughs> with Kit Harrington. Okay. So uh, the friend that he's asking advice from gave what I would describe as the worst advice. I'd be like, just don't worry about it, man. It's fine. Like, just just roll with it. She loves you, man. There's no way she'll go for Kit Harrington over you. <laughs> so anyway, they go they go on this they go on this date. Apparently, it goes really well, but. She gets a second date <gasps> with Kit Harrington. With Kit Harrington, <gasps> and does not tell. My mouth is does open. not tell the the guy. <laughs> Lo and behold, I mean, it may not have been the direct cause, but in my mind, I'm like, that's it. That was, that was why it was game over. <laughs> so, did she ever go on the second date with Kit? I presume so. You better believe my ass. Would. Kit won the game of breaking up a couple. I was going to come up with something better. I was like the game of bones or like the game of... The game of bones is good. Game of bones. bones. Yeah. Wow. That is incredible. Uh, Thank you for being our British correspondent. I just hope that none of... Well, I I didn't name anyone. So that was was good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm good. Do you have connections to any other famous Brits? Uh, One of my... Actually, I've got a great, great story. Do you know who Jarvis Cocker is from Pulp? 
This you sounds know, false. The song, His last name is Cocker? You know the song Common People? Probably. Common <laughs> People. Sing it, sing it more for us. <laughs> no. Never heard it. Uh, well, then the story means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so this famous guy from this very famous song. I mean, I'll, I'll, Actually, want, Gil, I'll Gil, can we, uh, can we get the song Common People up? Gil's on it. I don't know how much you're allowed to play before it. <laughs> Before we have to license it. How famous are they? Like, I'm going to take this time to Google pictures of Kit Harrington. Uh. Okay. Okay. See? This sounds like a banger. Uh. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. How long are we gonna listen to? <laughs> I don't know. It's not. I'm not in control. Look at Gil. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I get it now. Ooh. Have you ever heard of the song? Um, so never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. So I was at this uh, festival with a uh, with a friend of mine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, a few fr- few friends of mine, but me and this one guy who is also semi famous. Actually, he's a well known illustrator. Well, here we'll play his illustration <laughs> right here. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> There it uh, was. It was great. <laughs> we end up meeting this one other guy uh, that is he's just he's kind of a bit nuts. But we're uh, walking around. It's really late at night. We're like out of it. And I decide I want to go like look at these like fairy lights. There's like trees you can walk through and I'm going to go walk through, et cetera, okay, et cetera. I'm into this. So we, we're starting to do that. And then we come across this like little clearing with a, you know, almost like this little kind of, not stage, but this little almost half room set out. It's like part of the like, you know, festival furniture. Uh-huh. And there's like four or five people sitting around. Okay. So we go over to them and we start talking, whatever. One of them has a guitar and it's like playing or whatever. And as we're standing there, uh, Jarvis Cocker from Pulp just emerges from the bushes. <laughs> oh. Just walks on over and just starts like, just joins the conversation circle <laughs> and people are doing that thing where they're like trying to be cool. no, trying to not act as if anything like really strange <laughs> and hilarious has just happened and everyone's like oh yeah just continuing on the conversation oh yeah yeah it's cool yeah no i thought that i thought the other band were really really good tonight uh, and uh someone offers up the guitar oh my to God. jarvis cocker oh my God. and he sits down and I don't know what the song he was that he played. Uh, it was, you know, he played some, some cover of something and it was absolutely amazing. Whoa. Uh, me and, me and uh, Will were just sat there in awe like, oh my God, this is, this is really good. Watch that for like, he played, played finished the song and then good man passes off the guitar. Uh-huh. Sign, you know, not hogging that whatsoever. <laughs> and the guy that, that's with us, this kind of like, pretty nuts dude uh-huh. uh he gestures and grabs the guitar and i'm looking at will and like shaking my head like no this can't no 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 this can't happen. and he starts playing this like these he starts playing this kind of like improvised jazz and he's looking at jarvis cocker from pulp <gasps> as if like come on mate join in and start improving and uh-huh. jarvis cocker is just looking at him like what do you expect me to do 
And he does this for like two minutes. And I'm like, oh, oh no. So you had like the best oh, moment no. coupled with the most uncomfortable moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then he passes off the guitar and someone started to play Hallelujah. So I left. <laughs> <laughs> that is my cue to go. Mark, I don't need to hear about your privileged life with your... Um, being, getting paid to be British, you know Kit Harrington, or went on a date with Kit Harrington. I did, yeah, I went on a date <laughs> with Kit Harrington. Let, let the record show. Guitar yeah. with that dude, Jarvis Croc- Cocker. I, I just watched, but that's oh, okay. okay. Help us keep the lights on. Go to the oamnetwork.com slash donate. All right, guys. So earlier we mentioned that we are now legit. We are professionals. So we're going to tell you guys more about what we told you at the beginning of the show, which is Miles from Mila. And Memphis, of course, we talk on the show a lot of about a lot of fun things, partying, going to see the sites. But Memphis is also home to a lot of great nonprofits. And we just actually learned about this one. Yeah, so Memphis is also a city that has tons of people living in it. So some of these people are people that are experiencing the unexpected loss of a loved one. Uh, Many grieving families are faced with expensive counseling fees, but thankfully in Memphis, there's a center that offers kids and adults grief counseling without any fees. So we are super excited to be made a partner in a campaign to help support an expansion of the Kemmons Wilson Family Center for Good Grief, which will be called Mila's House. So the house was actually named in memory of... Mila Gieselman, who is the daughter of Fraser and Dana Gieselman. Uh, unfortunately, Mila is not with us today as a result of a neurodegenerative disorder that took her life in 2016. And, you know, Carly, I really feel for this family. I know you and I have experienced loss in our own lives. And this family was lucky enough to find a lot of relief and support at the Good Grief Center. And we're able to go through this journey with the help of caring professionals. So because of that support and the strength of their family, Fraser and Dana are leading this campaign and have asked that we help promote Miles for Mila. So about the, this race is going to be on May 19th. Um, if you have access to a two-wheeled bike and a helmet and are giving mind and body and available on May 19th, uh, we have some tickets. They're $25 for this 40-mile bike ride that's going to raise money for this really great cause. Um, and the after party for this charity event is going to be at Wiseacre with beer and food provided. And you guys will definitely see us there. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely be there. Um, so for $25 and some legwork, you get some exercise, get to support a great cause, meet some amazing people, you get a Miles for Mill a t-shirt, and you get some, some of the finest beer in town at Wiseacre Taproom. And so we're going to get back to the regular part of our show, but at the end we'll give you guys more details and a fresh update. The OAMnetwork.com. All original podcasts released weekly in Memphis, Tennessee. So he's loosely connected to all of this. Sounds but like it's you still know impressive. a lot of British people, maybe. Maybe British things. And that's going to segue into our next bit. British where things. We <laughs> no. take Mark Sips. <laughs> that was so intense, but what you, what, this is a really serious you, test. Mark, <laughs> this is serious, God I went, it. No. <laughs> Right Mark, in his look face. at me in the eyes. I'm okay. looking you this in the so eyes. Fucking serious. Okay. Um, basically, you're a transplant. Yes or no? Yes. So we've decided to give you a citizenship test today. Okay. So we have a British citizenship test that Carly and I took, and um, we didn't do so hot. We got four out of fifteen. <laughs> four out of fifteen. Yeah, we're not going to ask you 15. all fifteen for okay. the sake of podcast time, but we're going to ask you five. And uh, I've got the answers in front of me, and we're going to see how many you can do, okay? Okay. Which, and these are multiple choice, so please pause at the end for your multiple choice, and okay. you, can, you can answer the question. Or unless you just know it right off the bat. Which king defeated the Vikings at the end of the ninth century? King Alfred the Great, King, 
Canute, I don't know, or King William. Alfred the Great. Boom! Ding, ding, ding! ding you got ding, it! Let's put some okay. cheers in the ding right here. Right you get- here. Boom. Okay. <laughs> okay, one British point for you. All right. Number two. Which famous document eventually led to the formation of Parliament in England? Ooh. One, the Doomsday Book. Two, the Magna Carta. Three, the Minor Carta. Or, three, or four, the Carta Majorum. Oh, Magna Carta. Ding, yes. ding, ding! He got it. Sweet. That's one of the ones we got right. Okay, so this is, this is what we've been waiting for all day because we can't wait to make this joke. <laughs> Under the feudal system, what were people who worked the land called? Slaves? Serfs. Troglodytes? He Serfs, said it. Or yes. Serfs. Serfs. Surf Memphis. Yes. yes. We've been wanting to make that from the second that we saw yeah, that so we, Surf was in this so quiz. Our, we think the banner for this episode is going to say Surf Memphis, S-E-R-F. Nice. And then the feudalist system. <laughs> you guys didn't even let me get out the word troglodytes, which was on here. Troglodytes. <laughs> All right. Here's your next question. Who was the first prime minister? William Wilberforce, Robert Walpole, Benjamin Disraeli, William Gladstone. Robert Walpole. Ding, 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 ding. He's got it again. All right. Do, and- I, do I pass the test? No, you've got uh, one, one more. more question. One more. We don't know if we're letting you into Britain yet, getting your British, British citizenship. I don't want to go All back. Right. <laughs> Which British prime minister oversaw the introduction of the National Health Service? Winston Churchill, Anthony Eden, Clement Attlee or Harold McMillan. It's my boy Clement Attlee. Damn, oh! ding, 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 ding. He got it. Boom. <laughs> my mouth is open so wide. <laughs> Congratulations, I- you have passed the British citizenship, but that sound effect was amazing. I loved <laughs> it so it. much. Can you, you pass the Memphis citizenship test that we came up with? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carly. This is the best episode. All of my right. Life. <laughs> Question numero uno: What is the oldest running restaurant in Memphis? Arcade. Okay, that was easy. That was easy. Starting off easy. What famous movie animal lived at the Memphis Zoo until 1944? Oh, uh, MGM lion. How did you know that? What do you know his name? <laughs> I wouldn't know his name. No, his come name? on. <laughs> it's Volney. It's what? It's Volney. V O L N E Y. His name is Volney, everybody. Number three, Carly. What Memphis establishment gives you the option to make it a supreme? Ooh. Civil Rights Museum. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. It is uh, Jerry Snow Cones. Oh, uh, very nice. Making it a supreme means that you get ice cream in it. Oh, cool. All right. Number four, Carly. What was found at the very top inside of the pyramid <laughs> when they opened it? <laughs> what this did is they true. do? This is, this is true. When they were renovating the pyramid into the Bass Pro Shop during construction, something was found hidden at the very top of the pyramid on the inside. What was it? Egg. <laughs> Uh, no, I have no idea. Think, think of, uh, think of a, a famous archaeologist who's not real, but <laughs> think of a famous archaeologist. The most famous, the most famous false archaeologist, fiction archaeologist. Oh man! So I'm one for three on the Memphis. No, test. Did, I thought you got two. 
You got the MGM lion. MGM lion. Yeah, okay. So we got we got one more. You for didn't you. get the bonus point for knowing his name. I need to get no. fifty over fifty percent. So this is the key one, mm. number five. Yeah. Which of these is not a parkway? North, east, south, or west? West. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You got it. Okay, so did he get 50%? Got 60%, mate. Yeah, so it looks like you are still more British than you are Memphian. I can, I'll take it. He's wow. taking it. I'll take it. He's t- he, he said yes. Mike, hit me with a travel story. So, when I was 18, the biggest trip I, I did was six of us decided we were going to hike across the Alps. Okay. Have I told you this before in person? Yes. You I'm going to pretend like I've never but heard it. Let's do it again. again. It's a good yeah. story. So. It's all right. I can, I can jettison out at any point if you. <laughs> no, I've heard it. I, but if you, I think it's a good story. If you want to tell it, tell it. And I will pretend that it's the first time I'm hearing it. You just rolled your eyes. Zan again. hasn't heard it. Zan hasn't heard it. Tell it mainly to Zan and we'll comment. Okay. But you should look at Zan. So this is a. <laughs> also, there's another person in the room. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to wonder. Mike. Who Zan is. He this, is. Zan, this is a coming of age tale. Yeah. And uh, six of us from our high school, we'd just finished high school. We decide we're going to take a trip where we hike across the Alps. We leave as boys, we return as men. <laughs> it's uh, now going to be a movie. Opening this summer. Boys, two men. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we fly into Munich and uh, we spend one night there, hit up the beer halls, have a lovely time. One of us, this guy called James Allen, he decides that's it. He can't, he can't handle the hike. One day in. Not, no hike. Wait, he hasn't even hiked yet. No hiking done. <laughs> We, he just stays in a tent overnight and he's like, I've made my decision. I'm going home. Oh my God. 600 euros on a beer <gasps> is basically what he spent because he had to f- change his flight and get back. Oh my God. Wow. wow. So down to five. <laughs> five men left. <laughs> One man, $600 down. Five boys with the potential to become men. One boy who is still a boy <laughs> and will always remain. So we hike for a couple of days. We we get we get a um, train to this place called Bad Tolts and we start hiking. And we have overpacked; like our bags are really heavy. So uh, first couple of days, like shoulders are red raw just from because we have packed so full of food. Uh, but you know we've got to do this, so we 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 endeavour on. Problem is, it's two days in now. Two days in, and we've just started going into the mountains a little bit. A little, little bit of rise, a little bit of fall, nothing too brutal. One of the guys, a guy called Tom Jubb, he's like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, Tom, you have, to, you have to do this. And he says, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> and so we, we develop a plan where like me, this other guy, Anthony, and him are going to, you know, basically get like a break from it to hopefully keep keep them in the trip so we'll we'll go and we'll see a couple of cities while daniel and james Ah, keep hiking and then we'll meet up with them later and continue on the hike okay okay so we go to we take a train to garmisch partenkirchen on the southern german border and we go and find a place to camp okay 
But during the evening, the mood sours with Tom Jubb. <laughs> it was when we're cooking pasta, I think, on, on a little gas hob. The mood sours. A gas okay. hob. And he, uh, pasta. And he's, he's talking about going home and we're like, you, you can't do this. And he says, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and the next morning, I'm sat on a train station <laughs> with him on the other side. The train pulls in. And it, obviously, this is what happens when with transport. But it just felt so poignant and emotional that we were just watching this train pull in. And then as it pulled out, empty. No one. He was gone. Four <laughs> boys with the potential to become men. <laughs> Just like two, that, he was two gone. boys who <laughs> remain boys. So me and me and Anthony, we continued our plans, traveling around until we are going to go meet up with the others. And Anthony, uh, he has a, a girlfriend at the time that wants him to come home, basically. Uh-huh. And I'm listening to the phone conversations. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And he's he, and he he was the sort of. Uh, in the in a relationship at the time where he basically his response I heard him on the phone he was going yeah okay um, yeah you're right okay you know I I guess okay yeah I, I guess uh, yeah rebook that then <laughs> <laughs> so we're in Venice at the time and there's an airport in Venice he bloody leaves me <laughs> three boys who will always be boys <laughs> and three boys left two of them completely <laughs> on the they are in a different country to me to me they are in austria and i'm in italy uh-huh. and i have one of those go phones i've got to try and meet them but they're hiking each day and they tell me the name of this town i'm like i i have to try and meet up with these guys now and they give me the name of the town they give me the german name for a town and i'm in italy so when i'm looking through all the maps oh no i'm like wait the where the hell is this place? I have no idea. So I start just start taking trains <laughs> at random, like asking people, like, do you know where this town is? Do you know where this, you know, say, saying the name of the town over and over again. I end up in a place called Belluno uh-huh. and I find uh, a place where I can buy like a proper map. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I realize that it has two names. So I, Shit. but then, but then it's too late for the trains. I ended up sleeping on the platform. Uh, next day I managed to get to this place called Lucen in northern Italy, uh-huh. take this bus up to, uh, uh, you know, some village in the mountains. Then I'm like, okay, I've still got like five miles to, to go to get to wherever this thing is and it's getting uh-huh. dark. Uh, I go into a hotel and ask if anyone can take me there. This Polish guy agrees to give me a ride up. So I get in his car. It's just full of beer cans, some of which are open and in his hands. <laughs> Was this Polish guy's name Tomek? Yeah, was it Tomek? Could have been. Okay. Have. Hello, it's my friend Tomek. <laughs> I, dr- I, I drive you to, <laughs> to hostel. God, I can't wait for Tomek to call. Tomek, I love you. Go ahead with your story. Uh, so I basically end up getting to this place, meet them, hike for the next you know uh, couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then uh, a situation arises. It's difficult hiking, and there's plaques where people have died on the trail. Like Ooh, it's a, it's shit. this like trail that goes all the way from Munich to Venice, and the all along, almost every day, you'll see a plaque somewhere where someone's fallen off the mountain. Oh, and- God. Was there, like, a plaque of you and, like, the date of the next day? Oh, my God. There? If I'd have seen that, I would have... <laughs> you what would you have right done? Th- would you, you have, have, been you have the- died right there and it would have been, like, a self-fulfilling... Begun weeping. Or would you, would you have been one of the ones that left a boy? I would have left yeah. a boy, yeah. <laughs> ah. So 
the biggest challenge, we, uh, we're a few days from finishing and there's, uh, the, the path now goes over a mountain. We didn't actually have good gear. We, I was wearing builders work, work site boots. I wasn't wearing hiking <laughs> boots because they were cheaper. They were 10 pounds cheaper. Were they, did than, you get them from pound town? <laughs> I might as well. Cause they had no purchase. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're like, okay, well, we can't go over because we were told we need this all this like mountainous gear. We've got to go round th- this mountain. So these guys, we were hiking with these Germans, continue over the mountain. We go around the mountain. It's two days of hiking. Uh-huh. And uh, it is actually harder to go round the mountain. <laughs> and so there's, there's bits where there's like uh, m- almost like metal rope and it's like cliff facey with like uh, you know, jutting bits and we're carrying our packs, like moving ourselves across, basically just holding on to this like metal rope that's around the, the edges. We, uh, we stay in this random little hut overnight and we running out of food. Well, we have running out of food, running out of water <laughs> next day, the two essentials next day. It's <laughs> incredibly hot and we run out of water very, very quickly. And, uh, we're hiking along this, this, this track and the track's getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And uh, then it just disappears. There's been a landslide that's covering this whole track. It's this, like 50 degree angle landslide and then a 50 plus foot drop. So the two ways of getting around this are going across the landslide and up. Or going up this, up this cliff face, basically. Okay. And we've got these big packs on that back yeah so my friend james he goes up the cliff face starts climbing up there my friend daniel starts using his walking pole to make a path across the uh, landslide and i'm torn between the two which one do i do just watching them making their way i'm like okay i think i think i'll take the landslide so i start making my way across it slowly following what daniel's done i slip slip and start sliding, and there's a tree root that I grab onto, oh, and I'm God. like, oh, shit, shit. Uh, managed to climb back up and scramble. I scramble my way back to the ledge I started on. So now I'm in exactly the same place I was. I'm just sweating a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> terrified. And terrified. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to climb up this cliff thing. James, show me the way. <laughs> and he's like pointing where to put my hand. I was, he's like, okay, pull up on this one. All right, put your foot here. Pull up on this. And I'm doing that, uh-huh. and then I'm getting near to the top, and one of the footholds I, I put on like gives way, and, and the handhold kind of gives way. I start like scrambling oh, God. on this cliff thing. Manage to get one hand on the top uh-huh. of the um, of basically the lip of the the cliff edge, uh-huh. and get perches with my foot. <laughs> and I'm like, James, James, you got to come down here and grab me. And he's like running down to come and come and try and get me. And then just as he gets there, foot gives way, oh, starts God. slipping, and old James Stevenson a real grabs on. Frodo Sam moment. Frodo Sam grabs onto my wrist and pulls me over the top with one arm. Holy <laughs> shit, man. By the way, he's an amateur bodybuilder, so thank goodness for that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course he is. Better be. God. <laughs> and I just sit for 10 minutes just like thinking pretty much died didn't i <laughs> and so then we continue on uh, continue on hiking we don't have any water though and two or three hours go by and we're like oh 
like starting to get a bit like angry with each other and delirious. Oh god! And then out of nowhere, we see this farmhouse up ahead. And even though we've been like slowing, slowing our pace and like getting really weary, we just start like running for this farmhouse. Yeah. And there's a trough with water, and like the pigs we are. Oh my god! We like uh, no, we we turn on the tap for the trough. A, <laughs> uh, and and go and like fill up our bottles. Yeah. And then whilst we're doing this, I look. We look to the right, and there is just seventy to eighty. Italians <laughs> who are having a party just staring at us. <laughs> and then one of them comes running over and he grabs our water bottle and just launches it, just flings it. And I'm like, oh shit, now we've gone from death one to death two to now I'm in a fight. This is death three. But then he just produces a a couple of beer cans, hands them to us and makes us down them. We're severely dehydrated at this point, <laughs> makes us down them and then makes us join in with their feast and we just get hammered with them. And- <laughs> like wow. Wow. As you said, it's like a Miller Lite commercial, Bud Light commercial. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that was, that was, uh, that was the trip. And That's you know what we came, me, Daniel, James, we came back as men. Wow. Yeah. How hard is that with the... Oh, it's on now. Thanks. Uh, Since Brexit has happened, how many boys remain boys? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is it harder? At at the moment, until 2019, you can travel just as So there's still men popping out in the UK right now. Still men coming out. Mm. The UK is still producing men. At a rate of what? Three to six. It was 50%. 50%, 50%, 50% gotcha. men. Hey, UK, I need you to at me. Um, Christy Fully. Oh. <laughs> because Par- you want a man? Parliament, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that is probably the best story that we're going to get toward the end of this podcast. For sure. I very much appreciate that story. Mark, I'm so glad you came on. It was quite tell. a long story. I apologize if I took up all your That's time. That's why we're ending the podcast. <laughs> is because you told that long story <laughs> that I absolutely enjoyed. I'm so glad you did it. Mark, he's not only a traveler, he's not only a kind of a couch surfer, he's also our friend and also a podcast host of his very own show right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Dr. Heckle Podcast. We've been on it. We're on episode 15. It's the one where it says uh, the effects of eating too many Tums on a podcast host. Spoiler alert, it's me and what happened to me after I ate too many Tums. Otherwise, guys, you can listen to our podcast, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And guys, real quick, we do want to remind you guys about Miles from Mella. It is coming up May 19th. Tickets are $25. Because if you have a bike, a helmet, even if you have one of those, find the other one of those things. Do this 40-mile bike ride. Crush it. I'll be there. It goes from Shelby Forest into Overton Park and then on to Wiseacre where there's an after party. You can find everything in the show notes. Guys, get your attention on it. Miles for Mella. And we would love if you guys like, subscribe, listen to all of us. Um, tell us we're beautiful. I love you. Goodbye. The proceeding is an Elm production. For more information, go to the OAMnetwork.com.